HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Hey, HRN listeners, this is RJB. I'm the new executive director here at Heritage Radio Network. And um, I'm here to bring you an episode of HRN on tour as, as my first real podcast episode. And it's an event that we did at Roberta's uh, just a couple nights ago as an end of year celebration and party. And um, you're going to hear an interview uh, with Brandon Hoy, who started Roberta's. And then you're going to hear some amazing music from Alex Skolnick and Ron Jackson, two incredible guitarists. And um, that's going to come in just a second. Um, I mentioned this in the interview with Brandon, but I just took over about two months ago and couldn't be more excited about helping to shepherd HRN into the future. Uh, my background is in music, podcasting, advocacy. I've, I've run a podcast company. I've done a lot of advocacy work in the past. And so this opportunity to help shape the future of HRN is a great opportunity for me and I hope for, for the network. Um, music and food. I think go together perfectly. They both nourish our souls in different but important and overlapping ways. And, and there are really strong communities around both food and music. And that's what I want to build here at HRN, build on all the great work that's been done to date. We've been around for 15 years and 2024 will be the 15th anniversary. And so I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to share this. We're going to have a lot more stuff coming in 2024. Um, I'll just give you a quick preview before I before we jump into this interview and then the music. Um, the first thing we're going to do in 2024 is really work to make HRN a destination for people who are passionate about food. More engagement around our podcasts. We'll be creating new podcasts. We're going to do more events combining food, music, and conversations. And, and more unique food experiences for our supporters and for our audience. And we're going to aim to grow our audience, grow our brand, grow the community, while reinforcing our mission of creating a more equitable and sustainable world by shifting the way that people think about food. So there's a lot going on here. And since HRN started 15 years ago, we've been working to empower the next generation of food system storytellers. Our education programs, including our internship program and our fellowship program, are being revamped and relaunched, um, and we're going to help bring new conversations to you and bring new voices into the conversations about food. And I'm really excited about that and really excited to help push the mission forward. 
And I'll just say, keep keep uh, watching what's going on here. In January, we're going to launch a, a fundraising campaign that's going to aim to bring listeners and supporters closer to unique food and music experiences in some of the most exciting cities in America. This is something I'm really, really psyched about. We're going to be working with chefs, restaurateurs, venue owners to, to donate meals and concert tickets. And we're going to ask people to donate a minimum amount. And then you can choose which city you want to be entered into a raffle for. So at the end of the campaign, we'll choose a winner for each of 10 or 12 cities to win dinner for two at a great restaurant, two tickets to a concert of your choice in that city, and, and probably something else, uh, maybe some wine or cheese or something like that. So we're going to try to bring more people into the conversation and bring some cool experiences to our supporters. So stay tuned for that. And of course, all of this and all the fundraising and, and support that that you all provide is going to help us empower more storytellers and, and help us bring more amazing content and events to people around the country. So thank you all for your support. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to drop here into an interview with Brandon Hoy, who started Roberta's. And then you're going to hear music from Alex Skolnick and Ron Jackson. Uh, it was a great night at Roberta's. It was a great celebration. And of course, it's the end of the year. Um, if you can, please consider supporting us. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the support button. Um, we'd love to have your support and uh, we appreciate it. So thank you. We'll see you all in 2024. I was hoping that we would get the guitar players to do some little, some harmonic bends in between everything. While we're talking? Yeah, why not? <laughs> you know. um, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome. Hi. Hello. Hey. This is being All recorded right. for posterity, so, you know, make yourselves loud. Um, hi, I'm RJ. I'm the new executive director of the Heritage Radio Network. I'm about two months into my job, and I decided it would be a good idea to hastily plan a holiday party. Um, with some amazing musicians and a fantastic interview. So I hope that this works out. Oh, my gosh. Fan we'll see about fantastic. <laughs> yeah. um, for those of you who don't know, um, Heritage Radio Network will be celebrating its 15th anniversary next Her year. Her no. Roberta's is, 15 well, Roberta's is 16 in January. So that would be 12 for Heritage. Well, Did then, they lie to you? Yeah, then we're, we, we're going to have know. to rework the message. Let's just... Let's just, for this I, You know what, fudge it. 15 yeah. sounds better. Let's just Nobody. say that it's a 15. 14. 14? Yeah. I, I lost count. Well, we, we're not here I'll to I'll tell do you, all the, beers, all the beers in between make it really hard to remember. <laughs> in our 15th year. All right. Wow. So we're not going to do any more fact-checking. We're just going to say it's been 15 years. I, I like it. It's a nice round number. <laughs> Um, part of, part of what I, I want to do, um, as the, the new kind of direction for the organization is bring people together in person like this. Of course, this is being recorded so we can release it as a podcast, but, um, I want to bring more people together and Roberta's has always been such a place to bring people together and congrats on more than 15 years in my, in well, my 16, book. 16. So that makes sense. Yeah. You know? So, so what, every time I talk about Roberta's and Heritage Radio Network, people are like, you don't even know what it was like when it started. So, and I so, hope you're not going to ask me what it was like, because if I could remember what it was like, then it wasn't good. What? Some, somebody here does, <laughs> yes. Tell, tell, well, tell us how this came together, because so, people have told me stories about this who aren't you, so I want to hear yeah. you tell, tell, me, tell me how this came to be. And I'm going to try to pick some of the best ones here, but so we, we entered the neighborhood in 2007. We found this space. It took us 
uh, incredibly long time to build. This was an old nut and bolt factory, which was, you know, this lot, this backyard, the lot next door, and the, the large one that's on the corner of Bogart there. And at some point, this was all connected. So, I mean, it was a shithole. It was, there was like stalactites. Like, it was like you had to spelunk to get in here. Um, so the, the amount of work that, you know, really, we were really young. We were kids, to be, to be fair. And um, we had almost no money. So everything we did in there was, you know, we robbed every construction site in the neighborhood. And, you know, when a building got knocked down, we stole the bricks. And, and, <laughs> and that's pretty much how this place was built. Um, it was really wild here in the early days. And there was a kind of young budding artist scene that was percolating here. There was a, a lot of young musicians living in the neighborhood. Um, you know, like, like most of New York, what happens is, uh, you know, there's, there's artists living in the East village and they get pushed and they live, they move to, to Williamsburg and they get pushed from Williamsburg and they move. And, and so you really had this kind of pocket here, this hotbed of, of artistry that was happening. And it was, it was, there was, there was a lot of energy, but there, there wasn't a, a ton of stuff to do. This neighborhood, believe it or not, is not really Bushwick. It's, it's considered the East Williamsburg industrial park. So most of this is real industrial. Yeah. I mean, you have yeah. Boar's Head, you have the Wonton factory over here. Um, you know, you had, you had a pretzel factory. And so, so most of this, when we got here was still really heavy manufacturing and, you know, there was three or four local hookers who we were friendly with, who, who were right over here. There was a pack of rabid dogs, 12 dogs that lived in the neighborhood. They just <laughs> ran around and, and, and quite often you would find in the front, you know, like a burnt car which was always really fun. And, and there was no lights back then. And it, and it was, it was pretty lawless. And I think because of that, it, it allowed us uh, a sense of freedom here at Roberta's yeah. that we took full advantage of, you know, fireworks. We had, we built a motorcycle course in the backyard. We, you know, I mean, we did things that probably most restaurants couldn't do. And because we were kind of, on the fringe uh, of, you know, where people were really going. It was such a destination that in the early days, it was really mostly just uh, a local watering hole for artists and weirdos that were living in the neighborhood. And it, it allowed us to do a lot of weird things. And, and one of which was, you know, uh, Patrick and I had become friends. He was a uh, meat purveyor for us at the time. And you know, we spent a lot of time here just having crazy ideas. Yeah. It might not have involved smoking weed. This is before or after the... It's legal now. I can say this without my kids being like, oh, you weren't even paying attention. Great. This is <laughs> what's new. So, um, well, first of all, thanks for having us. Yes. And thank you to Roberta's. The team here is so awesome. Um, and this... I'm not going to like think about the number of lights and plugs that go into this, this setup because it's, it's a real Chevy chase moment, you know, <laughs> it, it really is, but it's amazing. It's an yeah, amazing. How spot. many, how many times somebody was like Clark off the ladder. <laughs> I heard a couple, about a couple of those today. I don't, I don't know. 
Um, and I also want to say for those of you who, when you come in, hopefully you'll get a card to fill out. Um, we have friends from Bell and Bottle, um, which has a bunch of wine that they're tasting out there. So if you want to taste wine, please go out there. And um, we will have a drawing for some winners of free wine and some other HRN swag at the end of, uh, maybe at the end of the first set or maybe at the end of the show, depending on how things go. We're kind of playing it by ear. but I would do it multiple times. Why not? Yeah. Thank you. You know, let's give away everything. So, do you need more stuff to give away? <laughs> Brandon, when, when, so, okay, so HRN started as an idea with you and Patrick back there. Was the studio and, and, there? And originally it was terrestrial. We really thought we were going to build a pirate radio station. We were like going to broadcast it. Yeah. How did that go? N- not good. Yeah. We realized very quickly how difficult it was. And then we were like, well, wait, that's really going to draw heat if we're, like, illegally broadcasting, you know. They're really going to find us. So so what was bringing people here to do, I mean, recording podcasts? I, like, I guess what I'm asking is, what was it about this neighborhood or about Roberta's? What was bringing people in? Because, as you mentioned, the neighborhood was very different at that point. I, I think in the early days there was kind of this pioneering like mentality and and the neighborhood, like I said, filled with artists. It was kind of a very DIY. Um, I mean, that was really kind of a, a heavy like time for that movement. You know, everyone was really getting back to trying to do things themselves and 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 really, you know, creating. We we when we first built the radio station, we we had a rooftop garden, so we had we had we were gardening on the top, and actually the whole yard back here we were gardening in. And um, you know, Alice Waters was was gracious enough to give us our first like you know eight hundred dollars to start it, and um, you know we built it with a group of of employees and people that kind of just like wanted to do that. And I and I think the that mentality of just kind of getting things done uh, on like no budget, just bootstrapping things and kind of just doing things yourself and really just trying to make things was, was really what was happening here. And I think it, it drew kind of a lot of like-minded people. And, and I think because we were doing that, we were attracting a lot of other people who, who had the same mentality. And also we were doing food at a, at a very high level at a very inexpensive um, price. And I, and I think that that was attractive to people. Cause I think at the time, you know, it, a lot of kind of higher end food was still really like white tablecloth. Yeah. It was, you know, a little bit pretentious, even the stuff that was happening in Brooklyn, it still felt like you were treated kind of odd if you you walked in and you kind of look like a construction dude they weren't really taking you seriously so I, I think it was a place where there was a lot of freedom um and but we were kind of doing things at, at a really high level and and you know soon after we opened the radio station we had opened Blanca right mm-hmm. where <clears throat> we we started. We got one Michelin star pretty quickly, and and two quickly after that. So so the compound was a, a kind of hotbed for yeah. for creativeness. You you had a, a a radio station, a podcast radio station, nonetheless, which was incredibly like new at the time. Nobody was doing it, and you know nobody was definitely doing it out of two broken down shipping containers in the back of, you know, yeah. like a, a, like. 
teenagers' playground. <laughs> well, Motorcycle um, gangs and, <laughs> you know, it was, we- it was weird. It was a weird place. So I... I you keep giving me funny looks. I... I uh, <laughs> I think you're like, why can't we be there at that time? <laughs> well, we won't go into how COVID changed everything for everybody because it did. But but I know Blanca is about to reopen. And if um, congrats. Well, well thank you. Also, I guess that was news. We broke it right now. I don't know if I've told anyone else besides you. Also, I walked over to Blanca with Brennan and his two daughters. And he was like, remember when we did this at the other restaurant? Um, and both your daughters were like, nah, I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. That restaurant you can read about in the current issue of The New Yorker, which obviously your daughters don't read. But they, I, I don't know. Do No, they don't, they don't read. No. But yeah, I try to make them all the time. They're like, isn't there a, a movie that goes with this? But when I saw the, the article today, and it says the crew at Roberta's and, and talks about the restaurant. I mean, that's a pretty big expansion of... Do you, do you take the same spirit and try to, like, kind of expand it to, to all the other things you have going on? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really hard to... You can't really, like, synth... I mean, I guess you can. There's probably people that are very good at kind of synthesizing these things and, like, reproducing them. I think Carlo and I's mentality always has been that we're more, like, parental figures of them. We birth them, and they all share our DNA, but... They're, they're not going to be the same. They're children, and we raise them, and we nurture them, and we, we hope that they're good, you know? Yeah. And yeah. we hope that the amount of love and, and affection that we show them, like, gets returned uh, onto the guests. And the best thing that we could ask for is that, that they remain, like, a family and that there is some, like, identifiable DNA that runs through them that people can say, hey, the, the Roberta's at Williamsburg is much different than the Roberta's in Bushwick, but I see the similarities and, and it obviously looks like a place by the same people. So I, I think for us, we've, we, we never really, we were never very good at like taking a already worked upon plan that people were like, this is tried and true. We just kind of did it our way for better or for, mostly for worse, actually, because you learn a lot of hard lessons when you, when you don't use the formula. You, yeah. you, you learn what not to do yeah. pretty quickly. And I think that's probably why there's a formula. But, but the hope is that, <laughs> the, the hope is that, you know, that it's more than just a restaurant. It's, it's a creative piece of work, right? And that all of these things to us are, are pieces of art and and like I said, they're they're also our children, and they're things that that we love and that that you know that we're that we're offering to the world. And and I think that we we look at them, um, you know, in a in a very uh, compassionately. You know, like we we love them all a little bit differently. Some of them, you know, should go to boarding school. <laughs> to be fair. Not, not you, <laughs> but you, you probably should go to boarding school too. So as HRN enters its uh, 15th year, what, what words of wisdom do you have? You've been here since the beginning. You, you know, the, you're one of the carriers of the spirit of this organization that I'm now responsible for. So what, what wisdom do you have to share? I, I think just, 
you know, idealistically and kind of philosophically, you know, all of this was built on this, this idea of community. And I think anytime you're, you bring people together in a community that, that, that not only can, not only think alike, but also can discuss the differences and can, you know, show people new ways of looking at things. I, I think that was always kind of the, the, the catalyst of the greatness that happened in there, right? It, it really wasn't a bunch of people who all fought alike. It was a bunch of weirdos, and we didn't, there wasn't really a lot of place for us. And we actually all had kind of widely ranging views on the world and how things should be. But, but we were all so willing to, like, listen to each other, and, and we weren't so, like, quick to kind of just, like, say that won't work or, or this won't work. I think, I think there was an openness to, to kind of like, you know, be outlaws and be outcasts and, and be weird and try things and try things that are different. So I, I would just say that, like, you know, post COVID, I think for all of us, it's really about building community. And I, and I think we're, we, we live in a day and age where it's very, it's very difficult. I think we're like in society right now, we're really kind of being forced to to, to drive ourselves apart from each other. And I think, you know, we don't spend a lot of time having very difficult conversations with each other. And I think, I think this place is really, for, for me, hopefully it's a place where people can come together and they can like find a, find a way to share love yeah. and, and, you know, have those hard discussions or, or, or find likeness in, in places where they may be very different. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Brandon. Um, okay, so I, I hope you guys recorded that. That's a that's a I'm putting that one on that's a good on one. the internet. <laughs> we uh, I promised people that music. came right from my head. I know that's wow. why that's why we're recording. Um, I promised everybody music. There's two amazing guitarists who are here: Alex Skolnick and Ron Jackson. Um, they're gonna thank you guys for for playing here. Um, we're going to hear some music from these guys. I'm going to talk a little bit about HRN either at the break or after the music at some point. But um, make sure you sign up for the raffle to get free wine and also taste wine and also tip the bartenders and buy drinks and eat pizza and be merry. And thank you for supporting. I, I, I will say this. This this whole thing would have been a lot better if they were just giving us some guitar fills in between <laughs> everything. I'm telling you. We really should have planned this a little yeah. bit better. Next couple. time. Oh, a couple squealers there. <laughs> you, you, you saw some moments where you could have filled in, right? Thank you guys so much. And thank you for thank coming, you. seriously. How's everybody doing? Uh, 
and we're looking forward to playing for you. Let's give a big hand for the fabulous Alex Skolnick on the guitar. Too kind. And I'm Ron Jackson. Ron Jackson, everybody. On the seven-string guitar. So thank you for coming out, and um, we're going to be playing some cool tunes for you. And uh, we're going to start with a song that I wrote for my son called Loose Step. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. Uh, Ron Jackson, everybody. That was his song. And uh, we'll do an original of mine right now. And uh, this was originally from a world music album I did called Planetary Coalition. And uh, Ron was gracious enough to, to learn it. It's a little tricky. Uh, it's a tango. It was written for Django Reinhardt, the memory of Django. So it's called Django Tango. Thank you. 
Uh, we're going to break it down just a little bit uh, with a song that's uh, on my next trio album, but this is unreleased. This is an arrangement of a song called Breakdown by uh, the one and only Tom Petty.
Ron Jackson, everybody. I'm Alex Skolnick. Thank you, RJ. Thank you, uh, Heritage, for having us. We're going to take a very short break, and uh, we'll be back with more music for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Heritage Network. Thank you, Roberta's. Um, that was an original of mine. Uh, it's called The Polish Goodbye, uh, unreleased tune. Yes. <laughs> it could be the, I've heard it as the Irish goodbye, the German goodbye, whatever. Um, and uh, we're going to do one right now by uh, my friend here. This is Ron Jackson on the guitar. Thank you. 
Thank you.
This is one by the late great Chick Corea. Thank you. 
Thank you.
Thank you so much. My name is Alex Skolnick. That's Ron Jackson. Thank you, Robertas. Thank you, RJ. Osiris. Thank you, Heritage. And we have merchandise. And there's great wine and great pizza. It's been an awesome. My first time to Roberta's, and I hope to be back real soon. Thank you. And thank you for coming. RJ's got a few last words for you. All right. One more round of applause for Alex and Ron, please. These guys are amazing. If there's one thing we can do, it's bring people together around amazing music. Okay. Thank you guys so much for coming. Seriously, this was an awesome experiment that I wanted to see if we could get some people to come and listen to awesome music and have drinks and hang out, and I think it worked. So thank you guys so much for coming out to support what we do at HRN. Thanks to all my friends and new friends for coming. And um, we have a lot more stuff to do in 2024, but we'll save that for another time. Thank you guys so much. Sorry, one more announcement. Please eat and take pizza home with you. That's all. Thank you. This show is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.